This is another iRaw podcast. I mean, I have three dogs upstairs who are an unbalanced pack. I live a double life. I live my live my lovely my life with Glover in the basement. You're like the American, and my life with my I am You're a spy. Like a dog spy. Hey, I'm Katya. I am a writer and a life coach for animal people. And I'm Jenny. I'm the founder of Better Together Dog Rescue. And together we are your hosts here at The Animal That Changed You. We are moms of both humans and dogs who want to advocate for animals, support our animal friends, and seek out ways to make a difference. So if you love animals, you have come to the right place. This show is for you. What's up, Jenny? What's up? What's up? What are you doing? Um, not much, man. Just like playing it super cool. You know how I do. Just like a lay Yeah. We're both like, it's kind of dinner time for you and like <sighs> post dinner time for me. And so we're like hiding from our children and trying to, to have podcast. these moments and have trying to do a podcast without that being an issue. <laughs> um, so kudos to us. We're trying and we'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody walks in. Right. Crying and screaming. Could be a child, another child, a dog, or our husband. A spouse. Yeah. Could be a spouse. Partner. (laughs) Um, 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 probably gonna be a spouse. Yeah, mine's working out right now. So I don't want to talk about that because that's just annoying the opposite like it like he's super sexy and I love that he works out he looks great working out but like I'm not working out (laughs) and it's like right outside my office so like every night I think he does it like four nights a week or something like that here and I'm I'm just like sitting on the couch with Glover like eating popcorn do you want to give every like Give everyone a Glover update so we understand like what this. Yes, I do. Okay, okay, okay. And so I was actually listening to episode 60 today again, Mm. which was my Glover, our Glover episode. Mm. And I was a little heartbroken listening to it because I could hear in my voice like how happy I was for that adoption. And we were both like, we needed this lift. We needed it. I, you know, my Faith in, I believe I said that my faith in humanity was restored. And so for those, you know, who listened to that episode, the update is that Glover came back. And again, I was sad, but also not super sad because I'm the bond is uh, serious, legitimate. The bond is is strong, my friends. So anyway, the reason I went back and listened to that is because you know, I, every day I'm mentioning, can we talk about the three, three, three rule? And I think that Glover is like a perfect, like he needs to be on the posters for the three, three, three. And the reason I can say that is because I've had him now for a little over two months. And for all of my foster dogs, mainly they've always been puppies until I started this organization. And I've taken in some older ones, but I've never had an older dog that's come from a different life in my presence for such a long period of time. So Mm. I've really been able to 
see this three, three, three rule like happening in front of my eyes. Can you tell everybody what this three, three, three rule refers to so that we're, we're caught up. I mean, look, I want to know the Glover story, but I want everyone listening to learn. And guys, if you know anyone who's rescued a dog or gals, four days, you know, anyone who's rescued a dog, this is an episode you might want to share because this is real insight into transitioning a rescue dog into your home. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. So yes, the three, three, three rule is the idea of what a dog goes through the first three days in the home, the first three weeks in the home, and then the first three months in the home and how they transition and what their minds are going through and how they're feeling and things that you can expect them to be doing that are quite typical of of every dog that's going through this adjustment. Yeah. With range, different dogs have different thresholds, right? But But you're right, Jenny. It's like a psychological snapshot of like what it feels like for them. Right. And so when Glover came in here, he did not eat for like the first three days. He didn't eat. Like he was like, not interested. I don't know where I am. I don't know who you are. I don't know what's happening. And it wasn't as if he was a completely shut down dog, but like clearly his stomach was in knots. Yeah. As ours get, we, you know, he had butterflies, he had things happening and he just was like overwhelmed or unsure, which are super typical within those first three days, like not wanting to be naturally themselves. Right. Exactly. Then within the first three weeks, like he started understanding more of the house and more of me and more of the routine, Mm. but there were still, he still wasn't his like full self. And now I know that because we're, we're getting closer to the three month mark. So, you know, I could tell that Glover, sorry. No, no. I just, with the, within the three weeks or after the first three weeks, you did notice like, oh, he's a little more comfortable and settling in, right? Those sort of typical signs. But did you feel like personality quirks were coming out or behavior issues or no, he wasn't really, not that every dog has behavior issues, but you start to get a fuller composite. Did you? What did that was not the case in three weeks. Okay. No. So yeah, let's rewind just a second if we're going to try to educate here. (laughs) So the three day, you can see things like they're going to be feeling a little overwhelmed and unsure. They may not want to be alone. Like I said, they may not eat or drink, but they won't starve themselves. So don't worry. Just let it be. Yeah. Good point. They may just want to be in their crate for the first couple of days, which is why crates are so important because they need that safe space. Totally. So those are like things that could happen in those first three days and give them that space. Like if this dog does not come up and lick your face and like love you immediately, that's okay. Oh my God. I tell people all the time. Get there. Like really the best thing you could do when you bring a dog home. And I know this sounds like, what is she saying? Just ignore them. Right. Give them a minute, man. Like if you, if I picked you up and took you to, I don't know, Iceland, and then was just watching everything you did and having so many expectations of how you were interacting with me, you'd be like, I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute in Iceland. Like, just give me a second to figure out my environment. Like I'm calling the police. Yes. Just like because. You're making me uncomfortable. Yes. And with dogs, I just want to interject and then I'm going to stop because I want to hear back three weeks in Glover. But I will say 
ignoring the dog at the beginning, and I don't mean entirely, but a hefty dose of routine structure and ignoring also helps us not accidentally, indirectly, and unintentionally reinforce anxiety, codependency, and just you know, annoying behaviors that later we're like so exasperated by, but we've been a part of why, and I'm not blaming anyone. Jeez, I've done this a million times. We don't know what we don't know, but you know, then we have to deal with it later. Right. Just harder to undo. Right. So patience, time, understanding, give them their space. So the three weeks, like I already said, like he definitely became more comfortable. He learned the routine. You know, my fosters are on the lower level of my house in a finished basement. We have a door access to the yard. So like he understood, okay, this is the door where we go out. When we get fed in the morning and night, I get fed in this kennel. Like, so things were kind of, you could see that that routine was settling in. And he was just becoming a little bit more in tune. I don't want to say comfortable. Yeah. But in tune with word. What, what the routine was. And so that's that can be typical of the three weeks. And, you know, they're like realizing like, okay, like maybe these peeps are cool. Like maybe this is where I'm going to be forever. And it's also where different behaviors can start showing up. Now that that wasn't the case with me. It took longer with Glover. Do you want to tell everyone, just because I'm so interested by this, like his behavior, which is interesting because it's actually not destructive. It's not anxiety. It's not aggression. It's not guarding. His three day, three week, first three weeks, that sort of trauma or transition response behavior from him looks like what? And this was learning for me. Again, like I'm fascinated by this whole experience because until we've reached a certain point, was I able to look back and, and see it? So for Glover, like he was very quiet, very low key. And I could tell that there was a trust that needed to be built. So our biggest issue, which wasn't, you know, in our situation, wasn't really an issue, was he had trouble coming over the threshold from outside to inside. And I immediately looked at it as being stubborn, you know, because it was like, I'd go to get him, he'd run away, I'd go to get him, he'd run away, mm-hmm. you know, would, if I got him by the collar would collapse to the ground. And so I was just like, Oh, stubborn Glover, you know, but then I started to recognize like, he doesn't know me and he doesn't trust me yet. And I don't know what his background was. Well, I do know that he was a pretty remote shelter in Tennessee where he was loved by people, but let's just say the resources severely lacked in this area. And so I just started to leave the basement door open. Mm. I just started to let him come in when he was ready. Have some agency, make some choices and not, not put that pressure on him. Now, listen, like, were there times that I had to break out the leash and walk to the gate where we go for walks and kind of trick him into coming in. Yes, because I have a life and sometimes I can't wait 15 minutes for Glover to come inside. But for the most part, that's what helped, I think, tremendously for Glover and I to build that trust together. Like I'm not forcing you. Right. And I was going to say, getting the leash out and quote unquote tricking, I'm going to push back on that a little bit only because Dogs are association-based creatures, right? So for him, you did clip on the leash and you did walk. 
you didn't walk down the block, you didn't walk around, you know, a mile, you didn't take a hike, but you, you didn't put him on leash and yank, just tug him inside. That would be, I don't trust you when you put my leash on. You put the leash on and you did a little lap in your backyard or maybe did some of your, you know, herding circles like I love to do where you use your body and use your knees, your, your pelvis. I like that word pelvis. We don't say it enough. But my point is, it's not coercion. It's not like I'm going to force you in now because I said so. You, you built in that little moment and those bridges, those moments are bridges from I can't possibly trust you to, you know what, when you do this, it's going to be okay. Coming in is okay. And you, you right. gave him that. It's really important. And he made it easy. I got to give him some credit because oh. he was like not resistant once I put the leash on. Like he knew when I didn't open the gate, he was like, all right, we're going inside and would like lead the way. So it wasn't a fight or making it a negative experience or putting me in a position where I had to kind of figure out how to make it a positive experience. So he's remarkably social for being so aloof at the beginning. And he's got a remarkably high threshold just naturally. Like he does. He's. A beautiful, beautiful communicator. He is. And he's a beautiful, beautiful dog. Mm. I love him so much. So yeah, hopping into, you know, close to the three month here, you know, they, they will say like, after three months, like, they're finally like, this is my home. This is my place. This is my people. The trust has been built. The bond is there. They know their routine and they're feeling kind of safe and secure Mm. around three months. So that That might seem like a long time to people, but give the dog some cred. Like it would take me at least three months if I was dropped in a foreign country to acclimate myself, figure out the culture, you know, trust the people, meet the people, trust the people, like know what's expected, you know? And I think geez, our expectations of these dogs are just so high sometimes. You know, you know, I'm going to say it. It's also true with other animals, cats, ponies, whatever other animals you have. I'm not going to say that we have as many experiences with them. You and I are dog people primarily. And I will also say that we talk a lot about dogs here because Jenny and I believe dogs are the gateway drug to loving all animals. They're just very accessible. But I always tell people if they'll allow me to tell them, if you're going to give your dog privileges, do it after three months, Mm -hmm. just wait three months. Can you just wait three months? I love my mom. She's awesome. She's, you know, I'm a fan of my own mother. And when she comes into the house with a gift, whether it's Hanukkah or my birthday, whatever's going on, she's walking in the door. Yeah, I have a gift for you. Open the gift. It's like, There is this need to immediate, I'm talking, there hasn't been a hello, no kiss on the cheek, shoes are still on, purse isn't down, open the gift. I cannot wait. I can't bear. I can't bear it. Now, these are the people from which I come. This is my stock. So I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy for me. Right. Just give it three months. Can you do that so that you have a solid relationship with your dog and you know your dog before you let them on the couch and let them on the bed. It's not that you're never going to do it. You just don't know this dog. And you're mixing up the signals about 
what comfortable looks like here, what's expected, what place, you know, what place we're in. Just wait three months. Mom, give me the gift at the end of the night. Right. You know? Right. Making sense? Right. Totally making sense. And I love that about your mother. And I hope she gets me a gift one day. She's going to. experience that. I will just say, I just have to add this in. It goes a little too far. Like sometimes she'll come over. It's September. And she's like, here is some chocolate for Valentine's Day. I just want you to, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to the girls on Valentine's Day. And I'm like, that's five months away. And if you want to buy it, that's on you. But to bring it to my house and make me store it, because you can't hold having it in your closet. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is an extreme we need to one day look at. I agree with that, but I also I'm a gift giver. <laughs> I love to give gifts, and I put a lot of thought into who I'm buying for and ha- like trying to be really original about it. Mm-hmm. So I get her feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am like Christmas Eve for me is. I like, can't imagine. I am like dying inside because we don't do gifts until a certain point. And I'm like just sitting there waiting because I, I love that. I love seeing the, getting the feedback from oh. the, thought, the thought that I put into it. The feedback. So I'm with your mom on that. But like also like don't bring chocolate over. It's going to get eaten. Well, that's I mean, also that's a fact. A fact. Right. Who are you dealing with? Right. So back to glove, glove, my love. So he's been with me for a while and some things have changed and I love it because to me, he is really becoming comfortable, becoming secure. And we have built that trust. So one of the things that's happened is he has slept with me. So, and does your husband know? He does. And listen, like full disclosure, TMI. I, I am still, if you saw Katya says right now, she knows what I'm going to say. I am still sleeping on an extra, extra large dog bed on my basement floor. You can't even. <laughs> I know. I know. It's insane. It's ridiculous. And it's the favorite, my most favorite part of the day. Is as it well. just you and G-Man? You and Glove? It's just me and G-Man. Me and the Gloves. And we have this routine, like, you know, the bed, it's like it gets set up like around 10 o'clock at night and I lay down and then he has been sleeping on a dog bed next to me since he's been here. And like last week he popped up and curled into a ball at my feet. And I literally was like, I could die right now and be happy. That was a big deal. Yeah, You know, like he made that decision on his own. Something in his mind was like, I want to be here and I'm okay. You know, I'm comfortable being here. Another thing is I was just telling you Katya before we, we hit record is that he has this witching hour (laughs) where he is like all of a sudden super hyper and like during the day he'll maybe like bite on a bone toy but like 7 p.m comes around and he is murdering murdering toys like right now he has like a huge chunk of strings stuck in his tooth that i need to get out later like 
He murders them. He has floof hanging from his jowls. He tosses them around. He gets hyper. He jumps around like it's, but to me, I'm like, look at you, you beautiful creature. Like you are so happy and relaxed. That he can play. That he, yes. That is to be so vulnerable as to sleep with someone, sleep next to them. Like here is me completely vulnerable. Like I couldn't be more vulnerable. Right. Here is me in joy. Joy is the most vulnerable state. Joy is way more vulnerable than sadness or anger or it's joy. It's like, I'm okay. I'm going to let all my guards down and receive. Right. Oh my God, that you gave him that. Oh, oh, I just, it's, I know it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it brings me so much joy to see it. Yeah. God, look at how happy you are and you know I mean this has been a learning experience for me because I've never had a foster this long and you knew like the second Glover and I locked eyes months ago like there was a connection which I was laughing at episode 60 where you told everyone that I texted you that we might have been lovers in a previous life my favorite text I saved it I was like oh I saved like a snapshot of it I was like I should just reference it when I need a laugh you know I need to know it's there for me and I'm glad that it is because it's true like I couldn't figure out what it was but something was there and so you know not only do I have this connection with Glover but like he's been here the longest I've really seen this shelter dog come out of its shell and go through these three days three weeks three months and so now I'm in this position where I'm like, is anybody good enough for him? Oh, <laughs> I hear you. Or, you know, do I want to put him through a three month change again? You know, so I, I have the, like, we're human. Yeah. We don't like, know. Of right course, now. I'm, I'm the rescue. I'm the one who's like, sure, he'll be fine. He'll adjust and be great with any family. But like, I'm, I'm also a human who's connected to this dog. And I'm like, he also, I stand by this, is a fabulous assistant dog. This is now the 45th time I've told you. I you know, know. He could be like, he's got that thing. And that thing, you just can't teach it. You just have it or you don't have it. And he has it. Where puppies, other do- other boys, other males, I mean, uh, you know, all kinds of dogs. He just has this balance. He meets them. He interacts with them. He's helping you. He helps you. Right. It's beautiful when you see it. I see it in Wally. You know, I I had the same experience. Wally was a foster from Austin Animal Center. I was like, wait, where are you going to, where are you going to go? Right. Who's going to love you as much as I love you? By the way, Walter here, Wawa, as we call him, five months, we've had him now. Let's see, two days ago. He ate half of Eric's. No, it was like three or four days ago, actually. It's been longer. Wow. I'm losing track of time and space. Before, during the weekend. Yeah. Four days ago, he ate half of Eric's baseball glove that Eric has had since he was seven years old. It's an old glove. It's been through a lot. He tore it in half. We were like, where's the other half? Where is it? We've spent days. Well, this morning, I promise this story relates. This morning at like 4.45, I woke up. And I love when I wake up early. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go write. I'm going to meditate. I'm so happy. I'm going to text Jenny to make her write and meditate. I wouldn't do that to you. You'd be so it Sounds awful. Yeah. 
waking up early is my- not at all an exciting thing. Oh my God. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, you know, to whatever woke me up. And I came out and he was like up in his dog bed. And it's just so wild to me. I let him outside. I had no thought of the baseball glove. Okay. I le- I was like, do you need to go outside this early? This is like really early for you. Okay. Usually it's like a 630. I let him outside and Jenny, he looked at me through the door, through my glass door. I was so struck that I, I wrote about it. I literally, when he came in, I ran to my desk to write about it. He looked at me. With deep regret? Like no, what's coming? He, he okay. looked at me. It, it makes me want to cry. And I don't know why. With an expression I have never seen in him, his eyes got very round, like round, round, round. He looked at me like he was saying, help me. Like he was trying to communicate something to me. I, I felt it from the tip of, I feel it now from my tip of my hair to my toes. I was like, what's going on? So I let him back in and I was talking to him and I was just like, Wally, what's going on? Are you okay? Wow, wow, what's going on? I'll take you to the vet. Like I knew I was like, it was bananas. The way he looked at me through a door, through a glass door, I knew he was like, I, something's wrong. Right. I, I need help from you. I'm, I'm, I'm communicating this. I was, my stomach was in knots. I was writing about Wally and how I didn't want Wally to die because Sassy just died and Ophi. And I was just, it was, it was, it was a big, it was, it was, I was having a lot of feelings. And then he vomited half a glove intact. Thank God. After the half an hour of writing and crying and wondering if Wally was telling me that he was dying, I was <laughs> so relieved. <laughs> and also I was like, Went and woke up Eric. Eric, your glove came out. He was like, <laughs> he was like, which end? Yeah, he's like, which I'm end? so glad we don't have to go to the vet for a surgery. I know. It was literally half a glove covered in like saliva. It just had been sitting there for four days in the stomach. That's. But he was really like, he was awful. It was like he was telling me, like, "Hey, mom, like, hey, like, hey, hey if this doesn't come up now." we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And every day I've been like looking at his poop. Is he eating, looking under the bed and sofa? Like, where is the, but his sweet little eyes. And that, and I, and I, and I wrote so much about like how far we've come in five months. Like, what is this? What does this mean that through a door, through materials of wood and glass and metal, I felt exactly what you were trying to tell me. I felt you and you felt me. We connected with no words. I, I so brilliant. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. I get it. When you have that connection, it is like no other. And you have it with gloves. I do. But you know the complications. I mean I have three dogs upstairs who are an unbalanced pack. I live a double life. I live my live my lovely my life with Glover in the basement. You're like the American, and my life with my I am dog spy, (laughs) and you know my family's upstairs, (laughs) and they're like, "Are you ever going to sleep upstairs again?" And I'm like, "I don't know," you know, like it's just sleeping, you know, like can I can I keep Glover as like a work dog, basically? Like my pal, my buddy, Your my partner. dog tester, my partner in crime. Can he live in this basement with me? Do I need to build a studio apartment for us down here? 
I mean, guys, so we can live happily ever after. This saga is going to continue. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is a soap opera. This is a soap and opera. This is just episode one. <laughs> well, it's two because one was him leaving in your right, and it was like it was like the movie Homeward Bound. I want to say that he jumped the fence and ran all the way back. You know, sixty miles. He was me. coming That's to you. Not what happened. It's not what happened. But he certainly was waiting in the window for me I when I rolled up to get him that second time. I hadn't thought what you just said, and now I know it to be true. He was going back to you. Yeah, he might have been. Listen, everybody stay tuned for another episode of Glover coming soon to a theater near you and to your ear holes. And also, if you live in the Massachusetts area and you want to earn some extra cash by walking Glover some days, or you're just a nice person who wants to do a good deed and donate your time and can be like helpful with Glover once in a while... Just then maybe he Jenny. can stay. Exactly. Then maybe he can stay. Just putting those bees in your bonnet. Jenny, I love you. I love you too. And I just want to say to our listeners, like you have been reaching out and emailing and it's been amazing. Thank and you guys. please continue to do so. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out. And, you know, continue to let us know what you want to hear. Because we want you to feel like you're here with us. Yeah. The animal that changed you at gmail.com. Send us an email, a letter, a note. If you want us to read something on air, send us a question and we will answer you. Shout out to you. You're why we're doing this and your animals. Exactly. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to The Animal That Changed You. We'll see you next week. We hope you subscribe to this show and leave a review, tell your people, and become our friend. Follow us on Instagram at The Animal That Changed You and at Better Together Dog Rescue. We're here for you and we're here for your animals. For more great iRaw podcasts, visit iRawPod.com. That's I-R-O-A-R-P-O-D.com.